Alrighty. Hey there, folks. This is Guru and the Wiz back at you doing our team capsules. And this next team capsule got a lot more interesting a few weeks ago. We are on to the New England Patriots, Wiz, and uh, with their big signing of Cam Newton, that changes the landscape in the post-Tom Brady era. How are you doing, Wiz? Doing well, doing well. Uh, it's uh, interesting to talk about the Patriots, and uh, it's been a long time since you had to talk about the Patriots and uh, and, and discuss what their upcoming season prospects look like. And uh, this is the first time in a long, long time uh, that we could say that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, this is a change in, 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 in regime, really. I mean, Bill Belichick and the coaching staff, are there. He's lost coaches before. Um, you know, I think it, the one thing that's kind of interesting, I think people may forget this, Josh da- Josh McDaniels, uh, when he was head coach in Denver, did have that crazy, I don't, gosh, I don't even remember how many years ago it was, but that it's probably like almost 10 years ago with Tim Tebow. Um, and, and we can't even compare the, the, the talents as, a, as an NFL quarterback of, of Tebow and, and Cam Newton, but you know, Cam Newton has definitely been bogged down by injuries, especially uh, more ineffective as a runner of late. But, but I'm, I, I'm intrigued by what McDaniels did with that player. And, and again, he was not as gifted offensively. And what potentially happens in this marriage now? Yeah, you know, when I think about the Patriots, I keep going back and forth. Sometimes I think they're smarter than everybody else. And then sometimes I think that they just think they're smarter than everybody else. And, and, and this starts off with this quarterback, off-season, free agent, debacle that took place with the Patriots. So first there was, you know, they were going to look at other players, then they were extremely satisfied with Jared Stidham, and he was going to be the guy. What I don't understand is, look, I, I get that Andy Dalton is, is, a, is a Texas kid, um, and, you know, the signed as a backup quarterback with the Cowboys. But when Andy Dalton signed that contract, he knew that, that Prescott was either going to sign, you know, his tender or he was going to sign a long-term deal. There's no way that he was going to be the starting quarterback this year for the Cowboys. But he had a real chance and would have been the favorite, a big favorite to start as starting quarterback for the Patriots. So I'm not sure what took place. I can't imagine that Andy Dalton would have preferred to be the backup for the Cowboys as opposed to the starter for the Patriots. So I'm not sure what the Patriots did in that, in that, that they didn't make a move to get Andy Dalton. And then at the last second, they kind of, you know, signed Cam Newton to approve it one year deal. Um, so now they're left with a quarterback, a rookie second-year quarterback um, that they, they drafted the year before that they obviously don't have that much confidence in, and a quarterback that they just signed and approved a deal that they're not sure about his health. So I, I can't, you know, imagine that they they handle this the right way or thrilled um, with with their quarterback position either way. So as far as I'm concerned. I have got to see it before I believe it as far as Cam Newton goes. He won't be on any of my teams. Um, you know, there was a time when he, you considered him as a top three or five fantasy quarterback when he was running like that, all those yards and touchdowns. But I really don't know your view on Cam Newton, but he won't be on any of my fantasy teams this year. How do you feel about it? 
Yeah, so I mean, he he won't be on any of my teams as a starter. That's that's what I would that's what I would say to you. Um, you know, I would consider him as a backup, uh, but you know, especially in a new system and given what we've seen health wise, and and more importantly, the dimension that he's added with his legs. That's been that's been the real differentiator for him. You know, outside of that one season where he. Um, where he threw for 35 touchdowns, I think it was. He's never had a 30-touchdown passing year. Generally speaking, um, sub-60% completion percentage, which is not, not very good in, in these these NFL uh, standards for quarterbacks. So, yeah, he's a guy that I will stay away from as a starter for certain. So, I, you know, I'm not sold that that he's right in, in, in his lower body where he's able to run the way he did before. And as you mentioned, he was a goal line threat all the time. I, I could see guys reaching for him, though. There are going to be Cam Newton fans out there that will still be going for this player. But for me, he, he's going to be my second quarterback. I won't say he won't be on any of my teams, but he will not be on any of my teams as a first quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could, <clears throat> yeah, I could, you know, I could see, I could see that. I mean, I guess, you know, if you, um, if you you know feel like you know you you you, you don't love your number one quarterback and you're kind of like looking at and streaming streaming quarterbacks, uh, you may want to do that. But you know, just it just it's just not for me. Um, however, the the real strength of the Patriots' offense is, is running back room that they have, where they probably have the most quality depth in the entire NFL at the position. Sony Michelle, James White, Burkhead. Damian Harris really didn't even get a chance to play last year. Another, you know, rookie pick last year. The Patriots made it, did nothing. Bolden once in a while sticks his nose in there, but mostly he's a special teams player. So with that being said, um, what's your take on all of these running backs for the Patriots? Any of them stand out to you? I know in a PPR league, James White can always be formidable. But do you view it as kind of like, you know, they eat into each other's value and just on a week-to-week basis, it's kind of tough to predict which is going to be the flavor of the week as far as the the Patriots running back goes. How do you see it when it comes time to draft any of these Patriot running backs? Yeah, so I think I think the Patriot running back position was was difficult was really difficult under when Tom Brady was the quarterback, uh, as you, as you mentioned. It's going to get even more challenging right now because, generally speaking, I, I love to play James White when I had James White, and certainly in PPR leagues, James White gets a gets a huge uh, bump up. He's not really valuable in, in in other leagues. It's he's a PPR guy, but certainly in those games where you where you saw it as going back and forth against some of the elite teams in the league. James White, when they were going against like an offensive game, if they were playing the Colts or they were playing um, the Chiefs, for example, James White was going to have a big day, and uh, because it was going to be one of those offensive shootouts as opposed to running down the clock. And I think that's where White becomes more effective. I guess the one concern around Sony Michelle this year is the fact he's he's actually had offseason surgery, so we have to see how that kind of comes along. He had discomfort in his foot, and you know, he came limping off the field a couple of times last year. So hopefully he's able to get get through that you know you mentioned Harris who was drafted the year before and you know from Alabama and and never really got any opportunity he was I think might have been active just a couple of different times so we'll have to watch that injury and how it evolves there's been some suggestion that Sony Michelle could start the season on the pup list and and Burkhead is kind of a 
you know, an everyman, a, like kind of like a Danny Woodhead type, who's an interesting guy who in some games, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick will employ him all over the field. Uh, you know, he'll spread them out wide. So, again, I, I think it's a situation where these guys eat into one another. They actually did draft a running back, too. They drafted that uh, – I don't, uh, did they draft him late, late or they signed him in free agency? It was J.J. Taylor, the, the scat, another scat back that they signed. So I can't remember if they drafted him or they signed him post-draft. But, uh, yeah, J.J. Taylor from Arizona is an, un, uh, an unsigned free agent. Yeah, so he's on this roster, potentially on this roster too. So, again, it's, it's probably a situation where – I'm going to look to avoid, uh, you know, just because there's a lot of cloudiness and, you know, there are three guys that could really eat, in, eat into one another's production on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, I meant to, I meant to say that, that he was a, an undrafted signed free agent. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, um, I think you know, it, it's, again, it's, 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 it's tough. I mean, I wouldn't draft any of those running backs as my running back one. Would you have Michelle or White? Uh, you know, would you be comfortable with either of them or a different player as your second running back or kind of like you wouldn't want either, any of them as your top two running backs? No, no, I wouldn't want any of them as, a top, uh, as top two running backs. So I'll, I'll add two other things. You know, they also had a lot of issues uh, – Employ, they play a fullback a lot. They definitely use them in the offense. And I think they lost three or four guys last year. In fact, one of the guys was uh, forced to retire. Uh, what's his name? Um, forced to retire. Uh, um, I can't, the name's slipping my mind right now. But they did sign Dan Vitale. So he's in yeah, as the. What'd you say? Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They signed Vitale, so they have a fullback now, uh, and, and he's a good fullback. And they also get the benefit of getting David Andrews back, their starting center, who missed the whole season last year. This is a decent offensive line, uh, so they're relying on those on that blocking to make that running game that much more effective. I mean, look, they they, they need they need their tight ends to block in this offense too, but you know it's an important ingredient. But, yeah, I, I would not draft, to, to answer your first question, I wouldn't draft any of these guys as a top two back for me. Yep, I, I I agree with that. And uh, you know, moving moving to the wide receiver position, it's a little bit interesting. I think one of the most interesting guys to evaluate coming into the fantasy football season is Julian Edelman, who with Brady is just a rock solid guarantee. You know, he's going to catch his passes. He's a PPR superstar because he just, you know, Brady just force feeds in the ball. They they have such a they had such a great chemistry there. So now with Newton, you know, and Stidham, whoever's going to be quarterbacking. So what kind of hit does Julian Edelman take? Does he fall off out of the top 20, 25 in your view? Is he such a good player and they're still going to try and get him the ball that his value won't move either way or that much? What's your thoughts on Edelman coming into the season? I think the chemistry and the trust that him and Tom Brady had is very difficult to replicate. That's what I would say. And and with a guy like Cam Newton who lacks the accuracy, this is a player that I think has down in my eyes has downside risk. So for me, outside the top twenty. Right, right. Dealman was the the running back, uh, the lineman you were thinking about, right? Uh, I was trying to get, I was trying to figure out the uh, the fullback that they had. JJ Dealman is is the lineman who he's you know, he's one of them, but there was a fullback that I was thinking of. I can't remember the guy's name. Slipping my mind. Right now. So yeah, so Edelman and and uh, so 
and any of the other wide receivers, Sanu, Nikhil Harry, I mean, just couldn't seem to get on the same page with Brady. What's your view on the other Patriots so-called starting receivers on their depth chart? You know, Harry started the year on on the injured list last year, only played in a handful of games. Sanu came on late. Uh, I think they're interesting. One of these guys should rise up. They also have that kid, Jacoby Myers, from North Carolina State, who they signed uh, as, a, as a free agent, undrafted free agent last year. And a strange signing. They brought two guys into this team. One guy, Demir Bird um, from Arizona. I think he spent a little bit of time with Carolina. A little bit of a fly boy. Um, I'm going to watch that player to see. I found it as to be an interesting signing. And the other guy who's been, I think, hurt every single year and, and that's uh, Marquise Lee is also on this roster. So he's a player that's been in the league for a long time but has not had any success of late because he's constantly injured. So someone else is going to have to catch the ball here. My best guess amongst those players is actually going to be Sanu um, just because he has the pedigree. Uh, I think he's – I was reading today where he's got a, an offensive coach living with him, um, and he's supposedly in very, very good shape after having some off-season surgery. He's an interesting player. He can throw the ball, too. So if I had to pick one guy other than Edelman on this team that I, that I may draft, it's probably Sanu, and he'd be very late if I did draft him. Yeah, I, I see it a little bit differently. I, I think um, that after Edelman, the next best receiver um, – that actually may produce this year is not even you probably can't even find them on the depth chart is one of a few uh undrafted free agent signings that the patriots quietly made one is will hastings who's two years removed from a bad acl injury that actually played with stidham um and has some talent could be interesting the other one that's even more interesting to me is jeff thomas from miami of florida who has the talent but has had all kinds of off-the-field issues. He was suspended. He was dismissed from the team. Then he had other rules violation. Without those things, he would have absolutely been drafted. I don't know if the Patriot way, so to speak, I'm putting quotation marks up in the air with my fingers, if the quotation mark fingers of, of, of the Patriot way can turn Thomas around. I think Thomas and Hastings are two guys that, you need to keep an eye on because after Edelman, I am not convinced by any of those other receivers. Uh, and I don't care how high they were drafted or where they came from or what their story was. I, I think there's a real chance that one of those free uh, undrafted free agent signings could actually uh, make the team actually start for the Patriots. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. All right. Very, in- very interesting. Very interesting. Moving to the to the tight end spot, um, wow, no Brady and no Gronkowski, and I know Gronkowski wasn't there last year, but um, you know the Patriots are trying to, uh, I guess, uh, have a younger version of Gronkowski and Hernandez by what they did in the. Um, in the draft this year by, by taking um, Devin Asiasi from 
from UCLA and Dalton Keene from Virginia Tech. Um, and, I, you know, I think that's kind of what the Patriots are going to want to do, play out of 12 personnel, run the ball, and maybe get the ball and figure out how to get the ball to those two tight ends where Stidham would feel comfortable throwing to if he was in there. And certainly Cam Newton, when he had uh, Olsen, loved to throw the ball to the tight end. So I think there's a real chance for those tight ends to get in there, make some noise. Are you looking at either of those rookie tight ends as guys that you could draw? or are you going to take a wait-and-see approach or try and see which one has more value? Uh, wait-and-see approach for me. And I would think in most rankings, neither of these players would be ranked in the top 20 coming into the season. And I think they're going to be reaches for anybody. You know, for, for someone that wants to take a stab in the dark, if you're able to carry two tight ends to have one of those players as your second tight end, depending on which one you like more, it, it would be interesting. I'm impressed with the physicality of, of Aziasi, and he started his career at Michigan, and he, and he moved on to UCLA, and he had, a, he had a good junior year at UCLA. He, he looks like the more intriguing prospect in my eyes, uh, but not worthy of a, you know, probably not worthy on draft day at this point in time. He's probably a waiver wire guy, uh, at least coming into the season. I think you want to keep your eye on that, and I think they're both going to get playing time. I wouldn't be surprised if both guys started or uh, were in there immediately, especially when they when they went to 12 personnel. Before we get to the defense kicker for the Pats, I, I just wanted to mention one thing because I just found this so interesting and so unusual to, to see. The Patriots did something in this draft that I would say has never been done in the history of NFL drafts. And you tell me after I tell you this, Dad, if you agree with me or you think it was actually done. The Patriots took two tight ends in this draft within 10 picks of each other. Do you think that's ever been done by an NFL team? Now, I'm sure there have been teams that have taken multiple tight ends in drafts. That must be fairly common. But how about them taking a tight end with round three pick 91 and round three pick 101? Yeah, pr pretty remarkable stuff. And, and, you know, you mentioned Gronkowski not being there. You know, the year before this, you know, there were all kinds of scenarios that we were trying to figure out. You know, what are the Patriots going to do uh, at tight end? And, and, and last year, they just kind of winged it the whole season. So there seemed to be some intent with these two players, and hopefully one of them can rise from, from, from where we are looking at them to start the season. But I, I agree, because of the history of New England and the tight end, I think you have to pay attention to what goes on there. Went right over that to Gronkowski. You didn't seem to be, you know, impressed or find that remarkable. No, I do. Was, uh, you know, brought that one up. I, 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 I do think it's remarkable. I, I, I think that is, but, but I think it goes to show you. Look, you mentioned whether they're smart or not. I don't know. I think in the past, Bill Belichick showed us he hasn't been particularly intelligent when it comes to drafting wide receivers, but they've made some great picks at tight end. Uh, and that would include include the late Aaron Hernandez as well. So hopefully one of these guys can can show up and be a a force in this offense. But I but it, yeah, but, I but mean, it is an unusual circumstance. Yeah, I mean it's, I think it's pretty remarkable. I don't know how that could be looked up. I don't think that has ever been, has ever been done before. Yeah, the Patriots have not been great at drafts. What the Patriots have been great at is kind of like waiting for a player to be great with another team and then trying to take them from that team. Kind of what Steph does in fantasy football. And <laughs> Moving on to defense and kicker, the Patriots, 
if you like the Patriots defense last year and they rolled it up against, you know, those interest squad teams that they were playing, like the Jets without their starter and Miami, what was going on in Buffalo and some of those other you know, teams that they played in that schedule last year. You know, I think you got to love him again. Kyle Duger is such an interesting player. They took with their first pick. He's uh, a great defensive back, and he's uh, an elite kick returner. And Josh Uche from Michigan, uh, another defensive pick. So where are you on the Patriots' defense? Are they elite? And what do you do at the kicker position with Guskowski? Well, they drafted that kid. So let's go kicker first. They drafted that kid, Rohrwasser or something like that. Um, I, I don't know much. I, I think he played at Marshall, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you, Justin Rohrwasser from yeah. from um, Justin Rohrwasser from from Marshall. Yeah. So I guess when you take when you take a kicker with your fifth round pick, um, <laughs> you plan on him being a starter. But uh, we we know that the Patriots' defense is certainly a top twelve defense. Um, you love them this year. Do you think that the AFC East teams are better offensively? So where, where do you put them? I know you love some defenses this year. Would you use the word love regarding the Patriots? So I, I think so. If you asked me this question a month ago, I, I would have shied away from this because I felt that their offense, their potential offense ineptitude, would hurt this defense. Now that you bring uh, Newton into the equation, I think the offense should be a little bit more professional uh, as a result so it increases the value of the defense I'm not sure you know I, I think the rest of the division has gotten better offensively that that's what I would say so those those patsy games are, 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 are and those cupcake games um, are, are a little bit that they've had in their division are a little bit less so so I mean they're probably around the top five to seven defense still um, they lost a couple of key players I, I think the, the secondary is the real strong part of this of this defense, but they lost Jamie Collins. They lost Kyle Van Noy. So they have lost some contributors to this team. Um, so I'm, I, I still think it's an, a, a solid, solid defense. I probably in the top five to seven. But you know, I don't know that I go as crazy for them. I, I don't, and I don't know that they perform at the same level they did last year, where they were the top scoring uh, defensive uh, team in fantasy. Absolutely. So I think the next podcast, the High-powered Marlins Saints and your beloved New York football Giants. Oh, I'm excited about that for sure. Definitely. Look forward to talking about it. This is Guru and the Wiz. Again, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Um, again, email guruandwiz at gmail.com if you want us to talk about something. But please subscribe to the podcast and listen. Um, stay cool out there. Stay safe out there. And we look forward to continuing the ride with you guys uh, through the rest of these summaries. Wiz, thank you very much. Yep, you take care.